Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Power of Authority Spotlight. This is your host, Michelle Prince, and we have an incredible guest today that I've had an opportunity to talk to before on his show, uh, the Garlic Marketing Show. And I cannot wait to dive into our conversation because, one, I've learned so much from him already just on marketing, um, learned so much from his show, but specifically about how to really leverage story, which all of you listeners know how much I love story. Um, but he does it in a, in a little bit of a different way. So, so let's bring him onto the show. Welcome, Ian Garlic. Thanks, Michelle. I'm always excited to talk to you. It's always yeah, fun. Same here. And you know, I we we briefly chatted about this, but I do feel like you and I share that passion for helping people to tell their stories. I do it, you know, through books, but really it I always say it's not about a book, it's about your story, it's about your message. And you do it in a unique way. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, the the Garlic Marketing Show, but but also Video Case Story and what you do. Yeah. So Garlic Marketing Show, you know, we've really focused on stories, success stories. And that's what this season is all about. But we have some of the best people in the world. Some, I mean, people are truly getting results. Because I want to, I want people to be exposed to the marketing results that are out there. Because everyone needs to be doing marketing. But I think there's so much noise. Um, so we really, we want people to have, you know, proven success stories on there. And then they tell you how they did it. Um, and I love it. We've been doing it for almost 400 episodes. So um, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, man, I've talked to a lot of people. Um, and I've gotten to that point too. It's so sad. I'm like, you're like, oh, this person, you know, they talk about this person. I'm like, I, I don't know them. They're like, they were on your show. And I'm like, sorry. Uh, your brain can I, only retain so many names though, right? <laughs> 220. I think if the number's 225 or something like that. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, I, I started using cl- customer stories, client stories. And when, and back when I was just a marketing consultant myself, working for a fortune 500 company, because, I realized I was, I was selling internet marketing in 2006, 2007 and in New York and still people, I mean, literally people would say the internet, is that thing still around? (laughs) I I, I had someone say that exact word and, you know, people get, I'm like, well, how are you spending your money? And they still get out their yellow pages. And I'm like, you know, that's the only thing people are using that for is like, like prop up kids and to prop up a door. Yeah. And um, so I had to start using client stories to explain the results. Because I would get so excited about SEO and all this stuff. And I'd be like, blah. And no one understood what I was talking about. So I really got good. And storytelling has always been kind of a part of my life and my family. My parents did it. And I remember sitting around um, and, you know, everyone just telling stories. And so I, you know, we realized and we did a lot around video. And we still do as an agency. But the core thing that everyone needs are their client stories, their customer stories, but true stories and, and not, you know, not testimonials. That's mm-hmm. what the problem is because people get testimonials. If everyone asks for a testimonial and if Michelle, if you ask someone for a testimonial, mm-hmm. you're going to have to get someone talking about Michelle and how great she is. And you, that's not a story. I mean, some, someone might fall into it, but in general, they're just not good stories. So we've developed this process over the years 
I kind of backtracked what I do because I was, I got known for it. People like, I need you to do like, you know, come to the here and do our client stories and people fly us out. And then like, they would get someone else and I'd be like, here's how I do it. And, and I sent everyone thought it was the questions and then they get the questions and then they'd be like, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've really developed this process because um, you have to start with a strategy mm-hmm. and we've started, you know, we created this thing called the case story tackle box, which is the strategy around it, a place to keep your stories and plan them out. I mean, here's the thing. It's, there's nothing more important than your business. Like I was talking to someone the other day, you could go around, have nothing else in marketing. If you had great stories and could tell them well, and they were believable and you had some backup to it, you could have a decent business, Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you distribute them different ways. I mean, the best books are just full of stories. The best webinars are full of stories. The best, any type of marketing is full of stories. And the funny part is how much time did most people spend strategizing them? No. And what I'd find is I'd come into a business and I'd be like, well, do you have any customer stories? Like we do. And then be like, beep, beep, beep. Uh, Janet, where's our customer stories? <laughs> you know? And it's like, you know, if you, I, and yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I know I felt guilty of that sometimes, you know, and, and I've been calling them testimonials as well. And yeah. I, I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I, I want to, can you differentiate the, really the difference between a testimonial and a story? Because to your point, I think everyone does ask for those testimonials and even the person giving them doesn't know the difference. So what is the core well, difference? If, if you ask someone for a testimonial, right, they're going to talk about you. They're going to talk about their business, your business, how great you are, how their life is amazing. You go to anyone's website and it's just like, you could pretty much, and you know, this is the sign of good marketing. If you can take away names and identify what, who the, this is about, then it's good marketing. But most testimonials, like you could take on any website, you could take the testimonials off there, put it on someone else, take out the name and be like, that works there. Right. Uh, Cause it's like, they're great. They, you know, they did all everything they said. The customer service was amazing. <laughs> I got amazing results. Like, yeah. I, how am I going to remember that? Mm. Um, but a story is there's a, pr- a person. Why should I pay attention to you? Right. Mm-hmm. What was your problem? Was your problem like mine? What were the things that you went through to try and solve that problem? You know, when did you realize you had that problem? What did that do for your life? You know, and this is where, you know, you start to, if you ask the questions the right way, you start to get emotions out mm-hmm. and you don't ever get emotion on testimonial. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, that's our key thing is stories are motion. There's an arc to the story and, you know, there's a conflict. There's three major parts of story. You know, there's connection. Why should I pay attention to this conflict? What's the problem and conclusion? Testimonials don't have that. And so, and additionally, the problem when you ask someone for a testimonial, especially if you did an amazing job for them is they freak out because they're like, I don't want to disappoint Michelle. Michelle's book was the best thing that ever happened to me, but I don't know what to say. Right. Yeah. And, 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 but if you're like, Hey, would you mind just telling your story? Everyone can tell about the story. So, you know, the, the, to me, it's, it's just two completely different pieces of content. Yeah. The testimonial can exist in a story, mm-hmm. but there's very seldom a story in a testimony. So when you help companies or clients to get their customers to talk about stories, how, how do you help them figure out even what, what those questions are? Or is it the same questions for, for everybody? 
No, uh-huh. it's it's the same. It's a great question because you know it, it's the same base questions. And everyone that's after as, as people ask me about the equipment, the next thing they ask me are for the questions, right? Mm-hmm. There's some of them are the same base questions, but really, we need to set up what do you want the story to do, because the, that's an important part. You know, yeah. the best storytellers know what they want the story to do. They don't just go around telling stories. Right. Um, you know, it's like, and, uh, you know, if the story doesn't relate to the audience and what you want the audience to feel about, then the story is useless. It's, I always say that. It's like, if you go to a party, you know, think about that guy that just tells the most boring stories because <laughs> they, don't, they don't relate to you. And I always tell people too, I'm like, if you don't know who that person is at the party, then it's probably you. For you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, when it comes to that, you've got to have a strategy. What do you want these to do? And you can start to collect them and they can do other things down the road. I've, I had one client that I went to their event, we shot like 40 stories and they're amazing. And then, you know, COVID happened and they had to pivot a little and the pivot, while we could take stuff from the stories, the stories weren't dedicated to what we were going to do there. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't, the content wasn't as rich. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know what you wanted to do, you know, do you want it to build your authority, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want it to, do you need it to close bigger deals? Do you want to attract a certain type of customer? Then you know that. And then we go through the parts of the story. We, we figure out the parts of the story that you know, mm-hmm. and we, we want to have leading questions for the person, right? Because we have about a list of 40 standard questions. You can't ask all 40 questions. Right, so right. We need to know the direction we want to go in. Now, is there a certain part of your service that really stands out that we really want to talk about? It's the problem that it solves, you know, and it's not just the results you get, but there's, for most of us, like for you, mm-hmm. you're not, I don't just call you up and tomorrow I have a book, mm-hmm. right? Right. It, 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 but it, I'm sure there's revelations throughout the whole journey of working with you all. Mm. And those are the things we want to have because then we can use those in our onboarding. And then you can use those when people have buyer's remorse, like this isn't working for me. You can use those um, you know, early on and when they're just thinking about a book and what in the story that you're going to tell when they meet you is going to be different, you know, and the story about the process. So that's where we want to have that strategy. I know it sounds like a lot. I talked a lot, but that's, you've got to start there. These, yeah. this is your most valuable thing. Um, so yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, gosh, how, how well have I done this? Not very well. It kind of reminds me though. So, you know, I do live events and I'm leaving, I'm getting close to one coming up. And one of the things I, I like to do at the live event is bring people up that, that we've, helped and, and ask them to do that. Tell in your own words, not about me. And I always make, I want, I don't want it to be about me per se, but like what has happened as a result of you becoming an author, you know, take us through the journey, that kind of thing. And people love that because like you said, they relate to the story. If they were to just stand up there, like, you you know, you should work with performance publishing group and all that stuff. it, It, it doesn't come off as, as genuine as here's who I was before here's what mm-hmm. I experienced. Here's how I'm, you know, here's what's happened yeah. as a result. I think people that gives people an idea of how it can work in their life. Yeah. And, and what also separates you out too, if you start to ask them questions about, you know, where were the sticking points when you're going through the book process mm-hmm. and how did they come, you know, and where did we help you? I mean, even where, where did you need more help? Mm-hmm. But that, because people 
don't know your process, right? And they don't know where the sticking points are. And if you, that story brings it out, it goes, oh, this is what's where it's going to be hard. And this is how they're going to help me. Yeah. Then it, it, it does a bunch of stuff mentally and, and, you know, in marketing speaking, I get all into the science of it, but in the end, the story really puts them in there and goes, oh, they're going to help me overcome a lot of problems too. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So one question I always ask every guest is about the backstory. And, and I, and you talked about the, the business per se, but what, what is your, your backstory? You mentioned your family was into storytelling. I know you have a little bit of an IT background and all that, but kind of give us the iron, the iron story. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, I, people, like I tell people stuff and they're like, I never knew that. Um, <laughs> I, it, it, it's like, my life's been pretty crazy. So it, it like, it sounds like, I, like there's been two New York Times, or there's been one New York Times article and a few national articles about several of my parents' businesses. My parents, I grew up, they started, when I was born, they started the first Euro distributorship in the United States. And so there's a New York Times article about that. And I grew up in kind of this entrepreneurial household and they took that money um, and started restaurants. And they had a restaurant my, named after my dad, JJ Garlics, was like the most famous place in Milwaukee for a while. And then they started a restaurant with live dolphins and dolphin shows in Milwaukee. Um, and so I grew up around entrepreneurship and, you know, and also part of it is like, well, this guy can, you know, comes from success and it was easy for him. Well, my parents lost everything several times. And in fact, when my dad passed away, when I was 20, um, you know, we were broke. I mean, not kind of broke, like didn't know where we're getting to food yeah. broke, uh, cause we had, so he had such health, you know, health issues, but I saw like every time he stood back up and started just doing something, believed in himself. And, you know, storytelling was a big part of it, working hard. Um, so fast forward, I was in, I, I you know, done a lot. I, I worked for a hedge fund as a trader. And then I was in commercial real estate in New York City. I bartended in New York City. And, I, you know, I was just trying stuff out. But I realized, like, the common thread was marketing. And I loved, like, the marketing and the building the business and helping other businesses. And that's, you know, I, I got into legal marketing and, Eventually, when Google bought YouTube, I was like, this is it. I, I was like, YouTube's not going to go away. And this was 2007-ish. Um, and I'm like, we've got, you know, we've got to go all in on video marketing and YouTube. So wow. to yeah. have that foresight, though, I mean, to look to say that now, like, we, oh, yeah, of course, everybody knew YouTube. Well, no, I mean, there were so many things. Um, you, you definitely had the pulse on that to know. And so you, you got into video really early. Yeah, almost uh, too early. <laughs> yeah, it was well, tough for a while. <laughs> so I'm curious, um, and two questions, actually. We'll start with the first one. What are you doing to build your authority for the, the, the business as it is now? And then I'll ask my second question in a minute. Sure. I mean, definitely video. I mean, we have our YouTube channel. We're, we're While we're all in on YouTube, we're not putting out as much as I should. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're doing a lot with the podcast. I am publishing a book. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's out, out there and, you know, we have amazing, we use case stories all the time. I've got a case story from Gina Wickman. I don't know. We helped them with this video strategy and, you know, Tanner Larson from Build, Grow, Scale and, um, you know, and Fran Tarkenton, Tarkenton Financial. Those people have all worked with us for video. And I'm like, when you, those people talk, everyone listens, right? So definitely we're using the case stories for ourselves. Um, and, you know, and just going out there, I, I'm, I'm excited to get out and speak again, Yeah. again in the groups, because, you know, I, I, I love these formats 
but there's nothing like it getting in front of a live audience, is there? I so agree. I can't wait. I mean, I've actually been doing events, but more recently, um, but not, and I've, I'm comfortable there, but not everybody is. So it's like, but I think gradually by the end of this year, we're going to see hopefully more and more uh, live events and yes. there's nothing better than connecting in person. Nothing. Nothing. No. So my second question, it might be a little self-seeking <laughs> <laughs> because I do really respect your, your, what you know about marketing and, and you do the fact that you did have that insight into video so early on, um, long before everyone else figured out video was the way to go. What do you see is the next or, or what is coming? Like what is the, in the next couple year, couple of years, you know, cause I think, you know, marketing shifts so quickly and. And, you know, do you, do you see it shifting? And if so, yep. where is it shifting? I mean, so uh, given my economics background, one of my favorite books is The Black Swan uh, by Nicholas Nassim Taleb. And it talks about, you know, we just never know that big shift, right? The black swan is, the idea is no one knew there was a black swan and it didn't, didn't exist until they found the black swan. Right. Um, and so what I'd like to do is stay agile. I still think YouTube, you know, my son watches YouTube. He's eight. He's addicted to it. We 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 were watching YouTube at home last night, right? and because it's search, there's so much intent there. It's it's going to take a massive shift to get it off of YouTube, and I think it's just going to keep continue to grow. I think everything else will feed into it. Okay. Um, you know, the content's going to get shorter. It's going to have to get better. It's going to have to get more precise. I used to be able to put a video up on a website, people would watch it. Now you have to really get important with it. So uh, that's for having like a super, super strong ongoing content strategy. That's why we did the tackle box because then you're ready. If you have quality content and you understand and you understand your goals, you can analyze a platform really quickly and go, okay, this is the type of content that's working. Let me see what I've got. That's similar to that. Or maybe, Hey, my people aren't on there. Like TikTok. I, when we did Giants video two years ago, I told everyone, I'm like, you've got to get on TikTok, especially if you're targeting moms, they're going to be on there and they're going to be on there strong. And, you know, quickly, some people took advantage of it, grew huge audiences. Um, so, I, you know, I think the future is going to be more and more and more platforms. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to get more and more precise with your content and which ones you're going to take. And I don't think, and the platforms aren't going to accept just flipping content over and over. Yeah. And it's just not going to be this rinse and repeat thing. Um, very, very much. And I think there's going to be an ebb and wave of quality. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the podcasts aren't going away. We're going to have more video podcasts. I think that's the future of it and everything. And you just have to have that video strategy coming in and just getting better and better and better at it. Yeah. But, you know, the customer stories is the place I always start because, it's, it, you can add it into any video and, you know, if, even if you're going to do a speaker reel, right. Right. You put your, your it's customer stories, right. That's it's right. you speaking and then people talking about you. Um, so yeah, I think just, you know, it's, it's fundamentals. Yeah. So you mentioned the case story tackle box. What is that? So, um, we, the case story tackle box is a strategy session that we, a strategy that we use in it. You have your video opportunity score. There's about 10 places that everyone should be using you know, customer stories in the right way. And usually you can prove out a hundred to one return on your investment on customer stories. If you're planning to use it in these places, uh, because we have clients that I, ones we made 10 years ago, they still aren't on their website. 
So, um, you know, we, it's almost like an infinite return on investment. So you plan that out. Then you plan out, you list out some of your best customers and we go through some ratings on them because people think, well, this person either made me the most money or I like them the most, but you should have all that. Plus we list out, you know, how many people do they refer to you? Their, their sneezer score. Um, and then we walk through their story and their unique points and you have that. So you have this in all in one place. And then as you, um, then we create an SEO strategy. What are some of the keywords that we want these to rank for? Because you could have a video ranking for book publishing, right? And Michelle, you make the best video ever on how to publish your book and everything. But if you put an amazing story in there, people are going to watch more of it, right? So mm-hmm. the, from a YouTube standpoint, YouTube wants total time and, and, and percent view time. Meaning, so if you have a 20 minute story in there, more than likely, if it's compelling, people are going to watch it. Mm. So we want to come up with those keywords. We want to come up with the angles, the cold, warm, and hot angles that you want these stories to be showing up for. Um, and then we also come up with um, the, the SEO strategy. And then we come up with an overall just step-by-step strategy. Okay. And so you have this whole strategy, but you have a document. Then as you finish these stories, you put them in there. So, you know, we've had sales teams that were like, they onboard a new salesperson, like, here, go watch our stories, right? And you empower sales teams. You start with a new marketing company. I guarantee you any great marketing company, you hand them a whole list of your stories, Mm -hmm. a copywriter list of your stories. They are going to have 10 times the results for you. And and you just come back to this document over and over and over again. And then also when you're having a bad day, because uh-huh. I know I have the bad days and you're like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. You get the imposter syndrome. Yeah. You can go back and watch a couple of these stories and oh. people's lives have changed and it, it transforms your life. So that's what the tackle box is. The reason I call it tackle box is, well, A, I live in a lake, so everything's fishing <laughs> for me. But B, you know, if you were to go out fishing, you wouldn't get out in the middle of the water and go, where are the hooks? Right. <laughs> Where, right, all right. You, you would plan it out. You're like, I'm going fishing for bass. It's going to be this temperature. I'm going to get this line. You're planning out weeks in advance, mm-hmm. and you know, each lure and where it is. And your case stories are, are your best hooks for your business. And so we need to plan them out and have them in a place and have them in a tackle box. I have a funny story. I originally called it an arsenal, but I was like, this just sounds like we're going to go, you know, shoot some of our Two people. <laughs> Yeah. No, that is such a great visual too. And you open it up and it's like, oh, there's a, you know, all the different compartments and oh, that is a great, I love that. And they can get that uh, from your website, right? Video. Yeah. So they can get the opportunity score and the, and the tackle box template, you know, but it's not readily available. It's just for you all. Um, you go to videocasestory.com slash prints and we'll have those downloads for them. Awesome. That is so, so cool. So what is, well, two last questions, and I'm curious, what are you reading these days? What's what's a, a, a book personally or professionally that you are getting a lot out of? And it could be this month, it could be this year, last year. Yeah, oh man, so at the end, John Jans recommended um, 4,000 Weeks, uh, but I forget his name, but it is fantastic. I recommended that one to everyone, just how we perceive time and how we use time. That's, that's been one of my favorites. Um, everything by Walter Isaacson, I, I reread. So like Steve Jobs, uh-huh. um, uh, let me, let me pull it up. And then, um, I mean, those were my two big ones okay. and then everything by, I mean, I've been, 
actually uh, reading the story grid and I forget who that's by, but it's just how, how they, how to write really, really good screenplays. <clears throat> um, I'm bringing a lot, a lot of that into our yeah. video case stories. Very, so. Oh, totally. I'll have to check that out. I've never heard of that one. Um, and then my last question, what legacy is it that you want to leave? Oh, that's a big one. Because here's the thing, and I'll pre- I'll bring what the point of this. The show's called The Power of Authority. And yes, <laughs> being an author, having you know your stories out there, all of that makes you an authority. But at the end of the day, it's got to be for a purpose. And so <laughs> hopefully it's it's leaving a legacy for generations to come. You know, I want to have a lot of great video storytellers out there that can go help nonprofits, help small business, help them really separate themselves out. Because I, I mean, I firmly believe that, you know, we can help causes through great storytelling and help businesses, small businesses through great storytelling. And that's the lifeblood of our country and a life, I mean, and our world too. So, I mean, that's, if I could teach a bunch of people how to do that and really help, because I can't help every business myself, but every business needs some expert. That's really the legacy I'd like to leave. Very cool. Well, I am, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Um, I really could keep talking to you for a while longer, but I know we need to wrap things up. So thank you again for being on. Awesome, Michelle. Thank you. It's always a lot of fun. And definitely check out Ian uh, at his website, videocasestory.com. And remember, if you do forward slash prints, that's where, we, where you're going to get the uh, the tackle box and, and everything else we talked about. So um, definitely go check him out. All right. Well, that's it for today. Thanks, everyone, for joining the Power of Authority Spotlight. We'll see you next time. for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you're a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit us at go.michelleprince.com forward slash podcast dash guest to apply. That's go.michelleprince.com forward slash podcast dash guest. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, michelleprince.com or performancepublishinggroup.com or find me on social media. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.